Coming up on Podcast 1895, the Mustang mach Rally, the Lotus Emea, and the UK's largest EV charging hub. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for the last working day of the week, Friday 8th of September. I'm Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We go live at 5 p.m. UK, midday Eastern, but Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be just like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll start with the Mustang Mach-E Rally. It's Ford's nod to the Focus RS legacy. The Mackey Rally channels the essence of the now discontinued Focus RS, aiming to outshine its current top dog, the Mackey GT Performance. Same horsepower, more torque. Its design, which is a fusion of the Focus RS kind of rear sp- Big rear spoiler and the Mackie details, like some different body mouldings, a black painted steel roof, rally-inspired fog lights. Like I say, 480 horsepower from the, um, the, the, the same motor, but more torque. And so with the twin electric motors tailored for gravel, dirt, even a specialised rally track built at their Michigan site to fine-tune this vehicle. It's all about how they use that power and how you get it down onto the onto the gravel, onto the track. If this vehicle, it's a very spe- specialist kind of vehicle, but if this is for you, uh, you'll love the revamped suspension, 20 mils of extra ride height, Magna Ride shocks, new springs, bigger front Brembo brakes, 15.8 inch front discs. It's about an inch and a half larger than the current Mac E's with the Rembo red calipers looking so good in these pictures. Uh, they're targeting 250 miles of range from the 91 kilowatt hour battery pack. So like I say, same horsepower, but boosting on the torque uh, with a rally sport drive mode for off-road power, big slides, better throttle response when you're off-road and rugged terrains. Mackie Rally has some big 19-inch rally-style wheels with Michelin Cross Climate 2 tyres, more protective features like the motors have shields. There's some paint protection on it as well if you're taking this onto the gravel and it's equipped with all the latest tech for being a cool road car as well, Uh, like version 1.3 of Ford's Blue Cruise self-driving system. The Mackie Rally will debut in spring. Starting price, I don't know. We think around $65,000 more than the Mackie GT Performance. But again, like I say, it's a pretty specialist vehicle, but it looks so cool. How cool is this that Ford have taken the time, the money, the resources to just make something that won't sell a ton, but it's just really, really cool. And also what this does, this shows the maturing of the EV market. You know, 10 years ago, five years ago, we were just talking, we're just grateful to have EVs to talk about. Now, car companies are becoming more established in EV world that they've got the bandwidth to do these cool, smaller EVs interesting niche projects that will get the attention of people that might not think that you know evs are uh, are worth a look and they'll try them out and go actually this is really cool to get into it just brings more and more people into that interest zone of electric vehicles which you and i are already well and truly in all right let's move on And let's talk something a little bit special. From a legendary British name in car making, these days owned by the Chinese, that'll be Lotus and the EMEA, or EMEA. They're calling it an electric hyper-GT. This is basically rivaling the Porsche Taycan and all those kind of competitors. They launched it just a few hours ago, and we've now got some details about the powertrain. So the other vehicle they've got, the big SUV, is called the Electra. It'll have the same powertrain as that, but of course this is a... 
GT car. So better aerodynamics, more performance, and this is up against, what else, the Lucid Air, the Tesla Model S Plaid. Now, the standard MAA, if you want to call it that, it's not standard at all, but uh, the, the, your bog standard basic version, 102 kilowatt hour battery pack, 603 horsepower. Front axle has a single speed motor, or gearbox rather, rear drive unit, a two-speed transmission like the Taycan. Impressive charging on the Electra will be carried over to the EMEA or Maya with 350 kilowatt DC fast charging peak speed 15 minute charging stop to get to 80 percent 93 miles added in five minutes 800 volt architecture of course at the back talking about the what's going to push it into the ground a 2.8 meter uh, active rear spoiler that's 100 uh, millimeters 10 centimeters wider than uh, the electras that delivers 215 kilograms of downforce to push this thing into the asphalt uh, active rear diffuser with high speed stability uh, active front grill that we saw on the electra as well active air lip if you want to call it that uh, to enhance the downforce as well that grill will adjust to either reduce drag or allow air in to cool the battery and the brakes and the whole point of the Evia and the Electra and now the Emea I think that's how I say it uh, is this sort of design philosophy of of putting holes in the bodywork the porosity I think they call it where different channels move the airflow around the vehicle for cooling for aero it also says I've seen I had a look at the press release on this and I don't think it's a typo, a 55-inch head-up display augmented reality. Now, obviously, if you think of a 55-inch TV on your wall at home, 55 inches is huge. So you're not going to get a 55-inch display in a car because you wouldn't see out the front windscreen. But this is an augmented reality head-up display. I'm trying to get my head around what that is and the size of it and how it works in practice, but it will blend real-time road data, your nav data, your driver assistance alerts, all augmented into the real world. Can't wait to see how that is implemented. Uh, There's also a premium version with 905 horsepower. What? High-end model boasting a 0-62 miles an hour or 0-100 kph time of 2.78 seconds and a top speed of 160 miles an hour. Official range not confirmed, but if you think about maybe 300 miles would be somewhere in the ballpark. Production begins next year. Uh, US debut a little bit later than Europe and China with 2025 for the US. Price not discussed at launch, but you're gonna it's gonna start at 100, isn't it? 100 grand. Uh, Lotus said, and I quote. The manufacturer of the Amaya, like the Electra, will be at our Wuhan factory owned by Geely, dedicated to making only Lotus products. I'll pop a link to the show note in the show notes to that vehicle if you want to see how brilliantly bonkers this thing looks. I must admit, and I'll be honest with you, when I first saw it, can you picture in your head the VW ID5? Bear with me on this. So VW ID4, the ID5 is the slopey backed coupe version of the ID4. It looks like some it looks like a giant has sat down on an ID5 and squished it down into the road. I'm sorry Lotus designers, you've done an amazing job with this. I'm just being an idiot. Uh, but that is the first thing that I was like, "Oh, it's like a, it's like a squished downwards ID5." And then you look at it and it's clearly 
a beautiful piece of design that's had many, many thousands of hours spent on it. And, it, and it's not at all just a rip-off of another car. But uh, that is my, it was my first thought, so I just thought I'd share it with you. All right, let's move on. This, I love this next story so much. Hilton and Tesla have struck a deal to set up 20,000 of Tesla's universal wall connectors at 2,000 Hilton hotels in US, Canada and Mexico. Installations of the Tesla chargers begin early next year. Tesla introduced the universal wall connector and it garnered much praise from experts in the EV community, the likes of my friend Tom Malogny from the State of Charge EV YouTube channel, the United States, I would say, expert on EV charging. He is your go-to person. Uh, And it stems from the charger's dual compatibility, much of the praise for the new Tesla wall charger, uh, with both the Nax plug, the North American charging standard, and an integrated J1772 adapter. So it will serve Teslas and non-Tesla. Given that each hotel will have a minimum of six chargers, Hilton could well be the first choice of many travellers because you know that you're going to stick your car on charge and wake up in the morning and it's it's topped up. Rebecca Tanucci is Tesla's Senior Director of Charging Infrastructure. I think do an amazing job, so highly rated at that company, emphasising the potential of the partnership to promote EV adoption and saying that Tesla's primary focus for charging is to establish affordable, convenient AC charging wherever EVs are parked. And that's like, I mean, oh, that's just the dream, isn't it? We get so hung up. I mentioned this earlier in the week. Hung up on DC fast charging. And Tesla are the best at it. But to hear the head of Tesla's charging not only talk about DC fast charging, but to say, look, if you're parking your EV, let's be the best at AC charging. That's just the dream. Can, I, can everybody get on board with that, please? Because our cars are always parked all of the time. And so let's put charging there. Now, lots of people who run charging companies that install DC fast charging hubs uh, uh, will completely disagree with me and say that, that all around our communities, we need lots of these little, like, uh, basically petrol stations, hubs of DC fast charging where you can just pop out, charge your EV once a week, and then go home again if you haven't got home charging. Now, that's one way of doing it. But also trickle charging, slow charging. Like, my my car is plugged in right now just trickling off the solar. The home battery is full and we're not doing anything like the washing and the dishwasher's on. So it's putting about 1.5, 1.6 kilowatts into the car right now. I'm not even thinking about it, but I know at the end of the day, there'll be 20 or 25 kilowatts added to the car on a good sunny day. And uh, that's, oh man, we need to have a better conversation around AC charging because all of the attention goes on, on high powered charging. Let's move on and talk about a site that is doing both of those, BP Pulse. I have been an outspoken critic of BP's reliability. Charge Master was amazing. I carried on with my BP subscription for many years, but I just got sick of their reliability being just, it was awful. Uh, and the worst thing is when my wife would go and charge and, ha- and call me and be like, it's not charging, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, it's just because B- BP got so bad. So I don't use them anymore. Now, if BP have got better, then I wouldn't know about it because I just, I will charge anywhere but a BP station just because I was stung for so long. BP Pulse were awful. I gather from the community, from what I see, they're making improvements. They're working hard. Big change of management there. They're making strides to change. But, hey, I'm not I'm not a sucker. So there's so many other amazing alternatives like Open Tesla Stations, Instavolt are brilliant, Osprey are amazing. Of course, the Electric Highway, GridSurf, just brilliant, and loads of others as well. So I'll never use BP because they just got stung so many times. 
but I hope they are improving. And they've just opened what they're labelling the largest public EV charging hub in the UK, Birmingham's National Exhibition Centre, the NEC, very famous. And they've added 16 ultra rapids there, so 300 kilowatt chargers, but they've added 150 level twos. I'll tell you again, 150 level twos. And this, again, hate to repeat myself for long-term listeners, We've seen this in airport, Schiphol Airport, I think, have done this with hundreds of them. China have been doing it for years and using hundreds of charges in, in car parks. It's exactly what we need. Now, don't get me wrong. I know grid connections have got to be chunky. This site secured a 6.5 MVA grid connection, and that takes work, and it's expensive, and I understand all that. And sometimes you don't want to have 150 cars charging at once. You've got a bit of load balancing, a bit of power sharing. I get all that. But this is so, so good. So 180 vehicles simultaneous charging when you when you think about it. It was opened yesterday, and they're calling it the BP Giga Hub. The Giga Hub not only providing efficient charging, but easy access to the NEC. And so let me just uh, get into how you use it, because... I was sent some information by fellow listener, Phil Allen, who sent me a link to the NEC's website. And it says this, NEC pre-booked EV park and charge. Uh, the pre-book EV park and charge offers 150 seven kilowatt chargers so that you have peace of mind that you're fully charged before you leave. Download the BP Pulse app to access the chargers. Pay for your charge on your RFID card or with the BP Pulse app. So yeah, it's, it hasn't. So these level twos haven't got card readers. You have got to get the BP app. Ugh. Oh, well. And then you can start and stop charging. Uh, You obviously have to have your own level two cable. And that's very common here in Europe. I mean, I think everybody, uh, it's not as popular to have it in the US to carry your level two cable in the boot. But anyway, um, some people do, some don't. Uh, But here, a lot of the seven kilowatt, 11 kilowatt chargers, they're all untethered. So they're not, they're not tethered at all, apart from DC fast charging. So we, everyone's got a cable here. So you get your cable out of the boot and you plug it in, uh, start the charge by tapping your BP RFID card or using the app. And again, to end it, you stop it first and then unplug. Uh, it wasn't clear to me if the NEC car park was a pay car park. The NEC said themselves, we are proud to contribute to the UK government's electric vehicle infrastructure strategy in collaboration with BP Pulse. Opening our EV charging hub provides campus customers, commuters, and those working for local or regional businesses a reliable and convenient way to recharge. So I reached out to BP, and to their credit, their comms person there, she replied within minutes, because I said, look, none of this is clear about what you have to... Uh, is it a car park or not? And she said, yes, the high-powered chargers, like the Starbucks drive through etc., is all fine. You can just turn up, rock on up, charge a car, and go. The level two chargers are inside the NEC's car park, so there you are also paying to park all day. So if you're going to a conference or you're going to an exhibition and you're going to stick it in there, it's their East 3 car park, then you have got to pay for parking all day, but you can also pay for charging as well. So that's fine. I think that's fair. I don't want for. I'm not asking for free char- free parking while I charge as well. Uh, I'm happy to pay for parking. I would anyway if I was going to an exhibition and uh, and you get to charge as well. Brilliant, huge infrastructure project. I can't imagine all the moving pieces behind this. Uh, we just need more of them, don't we? I mean, I'm I'm never happy. Oh, never happy. We just need to have this wherever cars are parked. So well done, BP Pulse. 
I've been to critics in the past, uh, and I will totally uh, give you every praise that is needed. Right, let's talk a little bit. Uh, oh, no, let's take a break. Holy bazookas, 15 minutes in. We'll take a wee break, and then we'll come back and talk about a Stellantis factory opening in the UK to make EVs, and also uh, Honda moving over to the Tesla connector. Stick around. I'm back in a sec. Right, if you'd like to remove the ads, you can. It's dead easy. You go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Uh, this is how I pay my bills. This full-time job for me is to go through hundreds of stories a day and to filter it down to what I think you need to know so that you are completely up to speed on electric vehicles, so that you are not missing out and that you are fully up to speed uh, every day. And uh, this podcast will always be free, but if you'd like to contribute and get the show on the air for those that do listen for free because they get the ads uh, you can be a patron for you know five or ten dollars or maybe more per month uh, lots of businesses use it as you may well know let's talk a little bit about what i just mentioned uh, about the government here in the uk their scheme our chancellor yesterday was at our unveiling of that bp site in birmingham and which is a great location isn't it the, the, the nec is off the m42 the m6 amazing location to put these kind of things and they uh, the chancellor said that they are launching a scheme for local authorities in england to tap into the government's local electric vehicle infrastructure capital fund the levy fund it's 343 million pounds the objective to facilitate the shift to evs and to add local local charging points so if anyone not in the uk we don't obviously have a state system like the us here but we do have local authorities so I'm in the county of Dorset, uh, although I'm under Bournemouth Paul Christchurch, BPC, uh, as the local authority, which is there's local politics and national politics here. Uh, the distribution of the levy funds will be in two batches. The first set is the local authorities can apply now from today for funds immediately with how they're going to put on-street charging in, level two charging, lamppost charging, all that kind of stuff. And then the next batch will have the chance to apply for funds in the upcoming financial year. Moving on. And Ellesmere Port, the Vauxhall factory here in the UK, a history spanning six decades of car production has been revitalised, now making EV commercial vehicles for Vauxhall, Opel, Peugeot, Citroën and Fiat from the Stellantis brand. They put £100 into redoing the uh, Ellesmere port facility in Cheshire, another £30 being spent on upgrades and uh, the factory has been lauded as uh, being a big moment for the UK's automotive sector, but upcoming regulations by the end of the year will impose tariffs on EV imports from the UK to the European Union which is our main export market, which is going to be a really big issue unless they get it sorted out. So what's happening there? Well, one of the things that happened yesterday was Germany got behind the idea that we delay these tariffs between the EU and the UK. Brexit happened years ago and we left the European Union. But now these tariffs are due to start on the 1st of January and it would be a disaster for the automotive industry. Uh, we've The UK has requested a three-year postponement of these duties. It's a 10% tariff levied on EVs that cross the channel that are imported from the EU or that we sell into the EU. 10% would make a huge difference to what we pay for our cars privately and fleets as well. Brussels are refusing to delay it at the moment, but now Germany's got behind the idea because, of course, the German car industry are looking at all of the German cars getting 10% more expensive here in the UK, and they wouldn't sell as many. So maybe with a bit of 
German influence behind it uh, well, that might get delayed. It's called The Rules of Origin. And on the 1st of January next year, uh, uh, these duties are due to start. At least 60% of a battery in an EV and 45% of the total components must originate from the EU or the UK. Those are coming in. Uh, Chinese imports are already subject to tariffs as well, by the way, and uh, they make up a huge chunk of the UK's new EV sales. So we're used to paying tariffs already on Chinese cars, but um, uh, this would be particularly bad for the likes of Ford. Ford invest in the UK, but Ford invest in Germany in their Cologne 2 billion euro investment into EV production, depending heavily on production and exports from the UK. They would be against something like these 10% tariffs. All right, moving on. Big news about Honda and Acura declaring their commitment to embed the North American charging standard, the Tesla plug, in other words. Uh, Following an agreement with Tesla, the first Honda EV supporting the Tesla plug will be 2025, but we don't know what that vehicle is. After that time, all future Hondas and Acuras will have the Tesla plug on it. However, Cars like the Prologue, the Honda Prologue coming before 2025 will come with a CCS1 connector on the side, but you can still use the Nax superchargers with an adapter. Moving on, European metals and materials companies have appealed to the European Union for enhanced financial backing to bolster the battery sector here in the region. The push comes as these companies aim to stand their ground against formidable competition from China and now the United States with their, you could say, protectionist policies. I think many people would. Uh, A key proposal from these companies is the establishment of a European Critical Minerals Fund at EU level to finance these companies directly. Next story, and I love this. I love this one. So you know that, you know, the minute you can get paid, well, we get paid sometimes if there is an excess of renewables. So it's easier to send our electricity prices because my, you know, the the price changes half hourly with Octopus if you're on certain tariffs. And it's easier to change that uh, consumer behavior than to switch off the production, if that makes sense. You can say, well, the price is going negative overnight, so it'll be, you know, minus 2p. So we'll pay you 2 pence per unit. So charge your cars and heat your hot water and all that kind of stuff, because that's actually cheaper than turning off the generation. Well, the same thing happens in uh, in Australia. Port Adelaide is offering free fast charging during the day, and it's during the day because it's so sunny at times in Australia. Well, hopefully a lot of the time. The change is part of trials in South Australia aimed at gauging consumer reactions to how you price structure things. Early morning charging between 5 and 9, for instance, at this particular site is done on duration. So there, they don't want people hanging around for hours, so they encourage throughput. So they charge you by the minute. Then after nine, it becomes free. So hopefully people wouldn't sit around and charge to 100% because that's rude, it's inconsiderate against our fellow EV drivers. Get to 80% and move on if you're DC fast charging. But this particular site, which has got ABB chargers, it's operated by ChargeFox in South Australia, uh, they offer free charging between nine and four because they've got so many renewables. And so you go DC fast charge your car, for free. We've not had that since Electric Highway launched about 10 years ago here in the UK. The network was free to begin with, which is brilliant. And after that, it gets more expensive. Let's talk about a Chinese company next. Hi-Fi. H-I-P-H-I. Hi-Fi. We don't talk about them enough. And they're making really interesting cars. There's the Hi-Fi X, which is the Model X, because it's got gullwing doors. and It's got split gullwing doors. The top bit of the rear doors go up gullwing style, and then the other bits come out sideways. 
Anyway, uh, and then there's the Hi-Fi Z. Now, these vehicles have been priced now in Germany, starting at €105,000 for the Hi-Fi Z, €109,000 for the Hi-Fi X. The first shipment of these cars landed in Germany and is heading to their first owners here in Europe. Hi-Fi just opened their inaugural experience center in Munich in Germany. They called it the Hi-Fi Hub uh, near the international airports there. And Hi-Fi is on the brink of opening up their first one in Oslo as well in Norway. Those vehicles are really, I mean, they're very premium, but they're very, very cool for what you get. They're just packed full of screens and tech and all sorts. Okay, good bit of news here about the decline in EV battery prices after the spike during COVID. We were used to battery prices going down, 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 down every year. Uh, and then we had some supply chain issues, but a decrease in EV battery prices is offsetting the impact of the price war that the likes of Tesla and the Chinese are engaged in. Battery material prices soared during the pandemic because of, uh, well, all sorts of things. There was EV demand, they couldn't get enough batteries, supply chains got a bit broken, uh, prices now on a downward trend. That's great news. And finally, a story that I had lined up for yesterday, but I didn't have time and I've run out of time today, but I'll give it to you anyway, because it's interesting. Sorry if I've gone long today. The US Department of Energy has committed $15.5 billion in funds and loans to expedite the US transition to EVs. This substantial financial support is designed to retrofit existing factories to go EV, fostering job creation. $2 billion of that is earmarked for grants and $10 billion possibly for loans targeting conversion projects. Another $3.5 billion to boost domestic production of EV batteries. It's in line with Biden's strategy called Investing in America, unveiled back in June earlier this year. The Domestic Manufacturing Conversion Grants for EVs, catchy title, uh, will provide co-funded grants to bolster local production of EVs in the United States from light to heavy-duty EVs and their components as well. The pivotal goal of the grants is to ease the workplace shift to electric transportation, emphasising areas with vehicle manufacturing legacy that needs to make the shift over from combustion to EV and providing some funds to help them do that. There's the Advanced Technology Vehicle Manufacturing Loan Program. That's the 10 billion bit of it. Uh, and that helps preserve jobs in manufacturing hubs, allocating money to automotive conversion projects. And the 3.5 billion reserved for battery production facilitates the development of new and updated domestic commercial facilities for battery components. I mention this story because uh, as, I, as a keen observer of American politics, I, I'm not sure I would be so keen if I had to live in the United States because the, the politics at times are a little bit broken. But um, uh, I noticed that uh, Trump went on a uh, tweeting spree or whatever his own network, uh, social network is called. It's, he's not on Twitter, is he? Um, but one of the things that he put out there, he went on this uh, rant about electric vehicles and how it's a disaster for America, how uh, that if you are working in the automotive sector, you should vote for Trump because he's going to bring back the glory to the automotive sector because that Biden's going to strip all the jobs out. Uh, regardless of politics, the point is that's not true. And the, the, at the moment, the country is doing a huge amount to support the shift. It's, and it's a big shift from combustion to EV to, sure, to ensure that people are trained and doing good, well-paid jobs and that the automotive sector not only survives, but actually grows and is stronger than before all of the challenges that came from China and all those kind of things. So, uh, from again, as an independent observer, I see the US doing all the right things uh, right now. But of course, I guess there's probably a certain base that Trump has got that 
will the even though they're yeah they they kind of know uh, uh what is really going on it's a bit like why people watch Fox News, isn't it? Because, like, uh, they don't necessarily believe all of it. And some do, some don't. It's more like entertainment. So I guess there's part of Trump's base that will lap that stuff up, even if they kind of know differently. It's more of an entertainment show at times, which is why I love watching it. I'm a big fan of politics. And uh, like I say, if I had to live there, I think I'd be a little more invested than I am. But I can sit on the sidelines and... Uh, Watch it all unfold, which is interesting. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Porsche of The Village. They're in Cincinnati, you know. Audi, they're of Cincinnati East. And Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Thanks to Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel. Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made so simple. I use them all the time. The bill goes on my home lecky account and I love so easy. And you get discounts as well. And Oct- and Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and the guidance that EV drivers need. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.